welcome to episode 24 of Defen with Ray in Belgium. And Vijay from Holland. And Dragan from Belgrade. So, Dragan Juric, yes. Yes. Have I got your name right, Dragan? Yeah, yeah. well, almost perfectly. <laughs> not not quite, but <laughs> it's good. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can do it any better then. <laughs> no, Dragan Juric. No, it's Dragan Juric. Dragan Juric. Okay, so I think it's this episode we're basically trying to pronounce his name. We just keep repeating it. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's try it. What's where? What, where is it going wrong? So Dragan Juric. Uh, no, it's Dragan, like R. Ah, Dragan. Okay. Yes, something like that. Okay, Dragan Juric. Uh, yeah, Juric. It's Juric. Yeah, uh, it's Juric. No, it's okay because it's a bit like Dutch, you know, Dragan Juric. Almost, almost. Perfect. You know, I'm just gonna call you with your GitHub username Blueberry. Yeah. Or, 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 or that's this easier. is this is that's pure racism, VJ. <laughs> We're not having that. Come on. <laughs> We're gonna call you Blueberry. Right from now on. Hello, Blueberry. <laughs> hey, he's he's the guy who picked his name, so I, I don't, okay. I'm not discriminating against any other berries. <laughs> yes, but Blueberry is uh, it's. Um, um, Belgian comic book uh, anti-hero. Ah. So Ray, yeah, Ray, as a, as, a, as, a, as a Belgian guy, should know who Blueberry is. Well, I'm kind of, uh, <laughs> I'm just being integrated. Let's say yeah. Dragon. You know? Yeah, but so may, maybe, maybe it's going to be on the test. So uh, I, I've already taken the test. It wasn't there. <laughs> it's, it's not I got away with it. <laughs> yeah. But it's quite funny that we, your name is so complicated, yet your library... Well, it's not complicated, but it is to our tongues. But um, your libraries are uncomplicated. So maybe we'll move on to that, you know? Yeah, but before cool. we do that, we need a little bit of, a little bit of introductory... Um, a little bit of chat, just to warm everyone up. Mm. So we were talking beforehand about um, the fact that uh, Mac is like very popular amongst developers but you prefer the linux desktop so and i notice at work there's a lot of people using linux desktops and uh, i notice with very many people in the closure community now these uh these linuxes are coming to the fore so is 2017 the year of linux desktop for closure uh well i'm not sure because i'm not using <laughs> desktop <laughs> oh my god you're, yeah. you're definitely splitting hairs now no, I, I, i'm using I, i'm using linux without the desktop <laughs> so what well, you're just going blind are you, you know, just... no 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 I, I, no monitor no i'm using emacs with xmonad and shell there you go. so no need uh, for desktop yeah and and i don't have a mouse on my computer. Yeah, so. so that makes that makes more sense. No, no. Oh, talking. I see. I see. So right, everything okay. is everything is uh, on the keyboard and uh, magic trackpad or whatever it's called for scrolling on on Google Chrome. So basically, mm. for all my developers and development environment and everything else I do, I can uh, do it uh, with shortcuts on on my keyboard. Keyboard. So, so basically, what you need is uh, you need a thirty-two seventy and some kind of Google backend or something. That's all you need. I don't, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> well, it's like an old IBM terminal. Oh, uh, IBM thirty-two seventy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, probably before before I was born. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, at least it's not like um, you, you're not using it like um, RMS does, right? Because if he wants to read um, web pages, he'll send a request to a server and then the web page is sent as an email <laughs> no, to no, no. no i I, okay. I have i have a gui i have a, Google, okay. a chromium i, I have yeah, a yeah. vlca i watch uh, movies and everything else okay i just don't have a desktop so no no taskbar no yeah yeah mousey mousey yeah, stuff yeah. But but I, I have full I, I have Xmonad. It's like a tiling yeah. window manager. So yeah, yeah, I know Xmonad uh, is in uh, written in Haskell, right? I mean, yeah, you need to... yeah but uh, I don't yeah. use it because it's written in Haskell. Because of course, but I'm... I I, I I've just <laughs> I I just set it up five years ago, and it, okay. I haven't touched it touched it wow. since since then. So I, it just I, works. So now we know what to use. Has it had any um, side effects? <laughs> yes, yeah, so side effects. It works. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one side effect. <laughs> so I'm not fan. I, I'm not even a fan of Haskell. So okay. uh, we'll get <laughs> so there slowly. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, can can you give us some? Okay, we talked about your setup already, which is fascinating, and I think this is the first time when uh, we had someone like um, someone with this kind of setup. So can you give us a bit of a background on you know where do you work and how do you get into closure? What do you do usually? I mean, I'm guessing most of the time you're configuring Xmonad, but um, rest of the time, what do you do? Um, I had some problems uh, in communication here, uh, so I, oh, I, sorry. I, uh, I, I missed uh, half of the question, but I'll try to okay. answer it. <laughs> so, well, I think what we should do is we should just chop it up into like yeah. like five questions rather than one mm. big long uh, one. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so be, because beca uh, because um, internet is a bit choppy, I think connection uh, is a bit uh, not mm. great. But okay, how how I got into closure, right? That, that's mm -hmm. the question. Yeah. Yeah. So it was in 2009, and uh, for some time before that, I was uh, trying to find some uh, solution that will give me uh, meta programming facilities for some 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 stuff that I needed to do, needed to do. And I would, was trying with Aspect J and some complicated Java stuff and everything, but it was clunky and required lots of lots of boilerplate and everything. And then then closure was. I think released or or about to be released. So it's maybe May or April of 2009. Uh, and I was looking into this before, but not really into detail because it was not quite practical because of the mm -hmm. lack of libraries or ecosystem of, of, or I just didn't know how to use it properly. So when Clojure appeared, it clicked immediately. And uh, fortunately, uh, because I work at university, I can choose my own technology and what I do and how to do it. So it was an easy switch. Not as not I, I don't have VJ's problems of <laughs> of like having to code in Scala. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so I I I I switched immediately and uh, well it was quite an easy ride since then. So I, I was okay. I'm quite satisfied with what Clojure offers. It has its rough edges or so, but it's manageable. Yeah, it's interesting that because you're cause you're doing the closure stuff, but you're very focused on performance. So, what what was that story? Because um, I think you've you know you've been in some of your uh, talks, you've talked about um, the JVM and and sort of lower level libraries. But but what do you think about like the JVM ecosystem for closure? Did that something is that something attracted you, or was it just the language itself? Then you you figured you could get underneath it? Huh, uh, well, uh, actually, when I started uh, doing Clojure, I was not into high-performance stuff. So, ah, right, okay. So at that time, I was more like a domain modeling, something doing with ontologies or modeling domains, some hmm. constraints or so. And at that time, so uh, JVM wasn't a problem. On the opposite, it's, it's quite performant. For that kind of stuff, but later when I I starting uh, looking more into machine learning, uh, I realized that well JVM and similar similar environments are not uh, performant enough because uh, especially machine learning technologies that I'm interested in are quite uh, computationally expensive. So, so really, really expensive, like billions of operations are needed. Can you, so, can you give us an example of uh, that kind of thing? Well, uh, well, the example, from, well, the most obvious example is uh, Markov chain Monte Carlo sampling uh, yeah. that I mentioned uh, at your closure. So basically, mm -hmm. the point uh, with, with this kind of sampling is uh, you're exploring a hyperspace. Hyperspace mm -hmm. is a space with more than three dimensions, let's say. Yeah. So you have a space with like 50 or 100 dimensions, and each dimension is uh, continuous, so infinite numbers of possibilities. Uh, and in machine learning, there is a thing called uh, the curse of dimensionality. So basically, mm -hmm. if you uh, have some method, and in one dimension, you can say, okay, I will sample really finally that one dim dimension so i need maybe thousand points but in, the in these thousand points i will be able to discover with the shape rough shape mm. of of the function 
in one dimension. In two dimensions, I have to check 1,000 times 1,000, a million uh, points. In mm. three dimensions, in times 1,000, it's a billion points. In in mm. 100 dim dimensions, since like 1,000 to 100. So yeah. it's really, uh, by brute force, you cannot compute it at all, like in million years. Mm. So basically, all these methods try to somehow reduce the space, uh, to, to randomly search the space, but not so randomly. So a lot of computation is needed, but these computations are numerical, so not much logic, more like millions of millions of computations of functions like exponent and sinus and cosinus and something yeah. like combinations of those. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, uh, the point is that uh, GPUs are really suited for such kind of computations and uh, a lot, 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 lots, lots uh, faster than, than CPUs. And mm -hmm. Java is, uh, well, it doesn't uh, it doesn't have access to hardware facilities even of CPUs not to, yeah. to talk about GPUs but even on the CPUs you have many hardware facilities uh, that can be used like pipelining or uh, AVX mm -hmm. instructions and SSC instructions and such things uh, that mm -hmm. can be uh, used with numerical computations and give speed up of 10 times or 20 times or 50 times if programmed well so mm -hmm. Java doesn't have access to that. So basically, uh, that got me interested. I need performance uh, for mm -hmm. a low a low price because I'm I'm not uh, Google or Microsoft. I cannot have uh, like huge data center and just throw so much computation on it. So yeah. I I, yeah. I really need to to be like um, like optimal. So get mm -hmm. as much as I can from the cheap hardware. And that, that, okay. that's what, how I got into researching how can I do this practically, but from closure because I love closure, so okay. I love programming closure. So the, the did, did you look at? Sorry, go on, go on, Vijay. Sorry. So um, I was looking at the libraries that that you built so far for um, essentially for um, uh, utilizing the GPUs. Um, so you have, uh, of course, Neanderthal. That is the the matrix library mm -hmm. and uh, you have um, closure cl so mm -hmm. can, can you give us some idea about what what um, each of these libraries do mm -hmm. and what, uh, what what are they used for because I, I see one of it as a much more lower level library than the other one so uh, yeah. yeah and there is a third library closure cuda so, so yeah yeah closure cuda yeah this is a, for nvidia right yeah mm -hmm. so yeah. what is what is the purpose of all this basically when you develop su su such kind of software, like numerical software, and you need access to all these low-level facilities, mm -hmm. the point is uh, that you need uh, to... Basically, the, the way that you program it is similar to Clojure. If you understand the map and reduce, basically mm -hmm. you understand basic stuff uh, of how these... Uh, massively parallel computation is done. Mm. So Clojure is a good approximation of what these libraries do. But what Clojure cannot do is cannot access the real hardware stuff. So it cannot cannot tell G the, the GPU what to do because it doesn't have any connection to it. So basically, mm. uh, let's start from Neanderthal because it's probably something that most users would try first. Yeah. So, uh, what Neanderthal enables you is to uh, create some structured data, like vectors and matrices. So mm -hmm. basically, blocks of data that you want to compute, and then call some standard functions that are optimized for running on different kinds of hardware. So you, as a user, have to be aware that mm -hmm. where it computes and what does it need to compute, but you don't have to do it yourself. Neanderthal will do this for you. You just have to call it. Like matrix okay. multiplication of, or, or um, matrix factoring, or uh, like solving systems of linear equations, or mm. something like that. Also, 
what Neanderthal does, it, it says, okay, you can do your computation either on the CPU, like your processor of your computer or laptop or desktop mm -hmm. or whatever you have, or you can send it to the GPU for computations. Now, GPU can be AMD or NVIDIA or something else, but probably NVIDIA or maybe AMD. Yeah. Yeah. So NVIDIA has its own environment, which is Q CUDA, right? Yeah. So basically, yes. you call NVIDIA's CUDA driver and says, okay, do this for me, like send this kernel. Kernel is a yeah. small like uh, chunk of code that computes in parallel. Yeah. So uh, Closure CUDA enables you to write your own kernels and call mm -hmm. it call them on your GPU on a re really low level. So for Neanderthal, you don't need to use Closure CUDA or Closure CL. Okay. Neanderthal does this for you. You just have to say, okay, I need this on my CUDA CUDA GPU, mm -hmm. but it will get you only so far because most of us mm -hmm. write some custom software, like 100% custom or like 19% cu custom. But each of us needs some custom stuff. So basically, Neanderthal is not enough. It, it's good for start, but if you really want to use some great software and that other people don't have, yep. and like be better than competition, mm -hmm. typically you will need to, to write some custom algorithms. So Basically, Closure CUDA and Closure CL enable you to write your own low-level code that runs on the GPU by using Closure. So you, you write small chunks of C, like really small kernels of C. Yeah. All management is in Closure. Everything is mm -hmm. host is, and management and calling these kernels and everything else setting up memory is in Closure. Mm -hmm. And another benefit is that you don't have to compile anything. So basically, you just run, uh, you fire up your REPL, Closure REPL, and from the REPL, you have access to Neanderthal, you have access to Closure CUDA, you have access to Closure CL. You just okay. provide those uh, strings or files with kernels, provide some Closure code that manages it, and yeah. you just uh, can experiment in, in REPL. So that's so the main benefit. How do you see the... Okay, so how do you see the, the role of these libraries in the larger ecosystem? Because these days, uh, I'm pretty sure you know about Clark, Clark Text as well, right? The, the closure machine learning, um, deep learning library. So uh, You mean Cortex or? Yeah, Cortex. Cortex. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cortex, so, huh? right? Uh, so how do you see uh, using these libraries with, with computations that are related to deep learning stuff? Is there any relation mm -hmm. between them or do you think it's a possible? Uh, yeah, well... Um, I, I've uh, I've I have a look of uh, Cortex, but mm -hmm. basically I'm not so interested in deep learning because uh, mm -hmm. deep learning is really popular now and everyone is interested in it. But deep learning um, uh, it's more used for perception. Like if you have uh, pictures or sound or or such kind of of information, and you you need to to process it like classify it or do some or uh, rec recognizing there or so but yeah. i'm more interested in the methods for analyze, analyzing data for for example mm. typical typical closure company will probably collect data about users how they browse some products or how they do some transactions or mm -hmm. uh, how they uh, do stuff so um, I, I'm I, I'm more interested in uh, data analysis methods like Bayesian okay. logical stuff, Bayesian stuff. So, so I'm not so well informed about deep learning. Of course, I know the basics, but yeah, I haven't tried Cortex. Now, how would you use Neanderthal with such libraries? What, mm -hmm. How that does it fit? Well, Neanderthal is uh, a more general general library. So basically, you would use it. Uh, in machine learning or, or in physics on, or any other area that needs numerical computations. And of course, you can uh, build your own deep learning stuff on top of it. Maybe I will provide some libraries in the future, like based on, on QDNN. 
uh, cortexes yeah. like specialized matrix, uh, not matrix, but uh, the uh, deep learning library. Yeah. So basically, now you probably cannot. I mean, you can you can transfer data from from cortex to Neanderthal and vice versa, of course. But there is no some some deeper integration now because cortex uh, used, I think, the uh, Java uh, ND4J for accessing for accessing CUDA QDNN. So basically, okay. they 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 use the uh, Java interop for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ray. Um, yeah, I think uh, maybe it's more interesting to some extent to talk about things we can do with it rather than the things yeah. we can't. Well, you know? Yeah, uh, I noticed. Uh, I noticed one of the things I was looking at your blog actually, and um, I noticed that uh, in March you released uh, 0.9 of Neanderthal, um, and you said in that one that you, you know, it's your your, your kind of. Your notion of what it needs to do high performance in closure is beginning to to take shape. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that because you said that you started to use um, Intel's Math Kernel library, mm-hmm. um, and that that seems like a, an interesting concept. Uh, you, you moved from a, an open source library to this closed source library, but you say it's a, a good. You know, a, a, an improvement. What's the story there? Well, I've noticed. I mean, I've noticed. It was obvious uh, that uh, many closure users have had uh, had trouble installing uh, Atlas. Right. Because the the point with Atlas is it's built in such a way that you have to you have to build it on your own machine to optimize it mm. to to allow it to choose the best performing kernel for that particular hardware. Maybe you can just back up a little bit about and explain what Atlas is a little uh, bit. Atlas is. I think, an, I think we yeah, missed that actually. Yeah. Atlas is an open source uh, matrix computation library. So, so basically, if you if you are aware that the BLAS and LAPAC are uh, standards for uh, matrix computation, numerical matrix computations, like really low level stuff, really really low level stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, These are the linear algebra libraries. Yes, basically, BLAS is for primitive operations, and then LAPAC build, builds on top of it for solvers and such stuff. So mm. Atlas is an open source uh, library for that. So it's quite a good library, and it's open source, so it's really a good choice. But the point is, it's built in such a way that you have to build it on your own machine, and uh, of course, you can use one. Uh, the builds provided by your uh, Linux distributions, for example. But in that case, uh, some distributions don't build it properly. Some distributions uh, uh, package it in such a way that it's not really always obvious how to use it. And so, so any competent Linux user wouldn't have a problem uh, building it because it's like some uh, uh, make script with auto tools mm-hmm. and so basically it, okay. it's not something really complicated but most closure users don't have experience with that so they have kind of i don't it's i can't say to entry maybe. yeah it's not a fear but they they're they're not really confident uh trying it out so i realized uh, one thing is i realized it's really a problem for, it's not a problem for me but it's a problem for a lot of users so i of course i like to help them also but another thing that sure. I, that is uh, that that is also quite important is that uh, uh intel uh, mkl is even more performance than than uh, atlas and what is even more important is that it supports some uh, some really important stuff that Atlas doesn't have, uh, such for example uh, sparse matrices. And the point in, with sparse matrices is that uh, the only really good open source implementation is GPL, so it doesn't fit into the closure ecosystem. Yeah. Right. So basically, uh, switch to int- uh, MKL enables two things. Easy and easier installation and distribution mm-hmm. later, and some features uh, that are not possible with Atlas. So maybe it's just just to help us out a little bit here. Um, I don't know. Is is Atlas like I know that like um, AMD uh, 
do things on top of like they conform to a lot of intel um standards is mm. this something which is only specific for intel or does, mm, does no. it also run on amd no. chips no no it 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 runs on amd processors also but intel says intel says that uh they say it's optimized for intel processors so Probably it runs better on Intel processors than on AMD's, uh, but I, I did some search on the internet and people claim that uh, even on AMD processors, SamKL is the most performant library. Okay. So I think the only downside is that it's not open source, uh, but it is uh, free to distribute. So uh, it is not a free software and it's closed yeah. source. Uh, but you can distribute it uh, with your software for free. So That's you, cool. Uh, okay. and, and it was uh, since the last year. So before okay. that, it, you, it required license for such things, and, but now it's free to distribute. So basically you've got like a closure library with this Intel core that, that you can use for this, um, let's say, linear, classic linear, linear algebra problem. So I get... In terms of like use cases, have you worked up any use cases like uh, yeah. like the traveling salesman type use cases or no. <laughs> or optimization type things? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the thing is, um, I use it for Bayesian computations, so it, it's it's my use case. It's quite demanding, and I use it a lot, so it's it helped me tremendously. But uh, maybe maybe to wrap it up, how it can be useful for closure programmers. Mm-hmm. So that that I I think most okay. people <laughs> most people would be interested not interested in the details so much but how how can it help me or what can I yeah. do with it yeah so basically there there are a few things uh, first it gives you access to all uh, all uh, hardware resources for numerical computations or on your machine so CPU and GPU to the full speed from closure. So that's that's okay. the first thing. Another yeah. thing is it gives you an easy connection to the world outside outside JVM. So I made it in such a way that uh, there, there is practically no coping costs to transfer your data outside of the JVM. So for example, if you if you have some C library, yeah. maybe that library doesn't have anything with linear algebra. It just needs some vectorized data to be to be sent to it. So do you do you mean to say that this, um, for example, this can be used in tandem with uh, something like TensorFlow? Uh, to the extent that TensorFlow can uh, receive uh, primitive uh, arrays, yeah. But I think TensorFlow is a C plus plus software, so it's a more complicated story. Well, how about how about things like uh, computer vision, that kind of stuff? I suppose, yeah. Uh, the the point is, it doesn't care. So uh, mm. most of the uh, there there are two kinds of like this uh, high performance software that you you'll find. It's C plus plus stuff and C stuff. C mm. stuff is usually written in a way that it can be accessed accessed from whatever environment you have. So you just need to provide row pointers to to row arrays. Mm-hmm. That confirm to that software's view of how it will use that array. That's how MKL works and Atlas okay. and such blast stuff. So they they say, okay, give me a pointer to the array, and give me some mm-hmm. number, some some strides or dimensions or so, and give me the, the pointer to the data. But C plus plus software often requires some data structures that are typical to that to that C plus plus software. So it's not really that easy to connect from Java. So Neanderthal uh, can give you a free access to the C software, but not to the C plus plus. It depends on how it's structured. But but main main I think main uh, for closure programmers it's not so important I, I think because they usually are not so interested in writing low level C stuff and compiling into multiple platforms or, or so yeah. they they usually they usually uh, I think would like to to say okay I, I have my REPL can I mm-hmm. write high performing software from the REPL from the closure environment. 
So uh, okay. the the idea that that I I want to enable with Neanderthal is that you don't need TensorFlow, you mm-hmm. don't need uh, I don't know OpenCV. I, I mean, obviously yeah. you need it because there there is so much functionality there. But in ideal case, it would be okay. My team has this wonderful idea. We have the algorithm. We know that al- that algorithm can compute some useful stuff. Now we have to write it. Can we yeah. write it from closure and don't worry about multi multi platform build and C plus plus and C and everything else? Can we write it from closure and have a closure program that does it? at full speed so that's the main idea of neanderthal so i i i suppose if you need to use tensorflow you would need tensorflow's i don't know java interop library or so So, but in 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 neanderthal the the primitives are the closure data structures themselves right or or do, do you introduce different kind of primitives like not even primitives like the data structures that you use if you say vectors um, are are the closure vectors closure persistent vectors? No. Okay. Because that doesn't make any sense. Okay. Why 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 doesn't have? Why doesn't have? For example, if you if you need high performant mm-hmm. uh, performant code, yeah, and you use closure vectors. Closure vectors are like uh, a bunch of. Uh, references in java virtual machine yeah so so each number is not a primitive number it's a it's an object yeah. that wraps a yeah, primitive a box, number yeah. and it's 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 uh scattered all over memory so you don't have mm-hmm. a guarantee that cache memory will, will be used in mm-hmm. in an optimal way so what the, what does it mean it means that uh if you compute like if you have a uh, data about thousand workers and then they schedule and they're, they're managers and then uh, what they do during the day and you have to like write a software that uh, provide like an information management software. So it's quite fast for that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But the, um, most of the machine learning or linear algebra, these numerical algorithms, uh, their complexity is not linear. It's usually mm. quadratic complexity or, or, or like O of N to the power of 3 or even more. So basically, um, you need much more speed. You, you need to use uh, cache memory in an optimal way. You need to use all these uh, hardware, Intel's uh, pipelining, AVX instructions or whatever. Mm. Uh, so you cannot... Closure vectors and Java linked lists and Java array lists and everything else, it is really a bad uh, tool for, for such kind of task. So okay. what Neanderthal does, it practically maintains its own primitive uh, primitive uh, like memory. Yeah. And it but it enables you to to look at it as a as a as a closure object, let's say. Okay. So you okay. don't have to worry about low-level stuff that much. I, so I, all, I, all I, the functions that uh, that that work on closure vectors, for example, they work on Neanderthal vectors as well. Uh, excuse me, I didn't understand that. So all the functions that that work on so because closure subtraction is a seek sequence abstraction, right? The seek uh, thing. Mm-hmm. So all the functions that we have that that work on uh, closure data structures, for example, closure vectors. They work mm-hmm. on Neanderthal vectors as well. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about like a like a the user of of this library. Mm-hmm. Then, what should I be aware of? Uh, so I suppose you mean like man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Special lazy sequence is a bad abstraction for high performance numerical mm. stuff. So that's the point. Forget about. Okay, so so we cannot but, use the same kind of things, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but. Map mm-hmm. as a concept and reduce as a concept is a good a good abstraction, mm-hmm. even for numeric, numerical code. But unfortunately, closure maps and reduce are built in such a way to to be not quite a good match for that. So basically, okay. if you want to write uh, a code with maps in, and reduces it, so you would use Fluo Kitten. 
it's on one it's yeah. one so of my what, libraries that's what i was i was getting at slowly oh yeah okay <laughs> okay yeah yeah so you would use flow kitten which offers yeah. alternatives to map reduce that are not only uh neanderthal stuff it's really a library that i i wrote i had written before neanderthal like four years yeah. ago so it's like a category theory inspired Mm. Uh, software, that, well, library that enables you these kinds of abstractions like uh, fmap, freduce, uh, fold, yeah. uh, op operation, or so that are that that are polymorphic. So if you call them on closure vectors, they will work yeah. with with optimal algorithm for closure vectors. If you call them on Neanderthal data structure, they will called the appropriate optimized mm -hmm. uh, algorithm. So that's one of the combinations that you can use. Uh, but mm -hmm. uh, more, most often, I guess, uh, my preferred combination is to use Neanderthal and matrix operations if they are appropriate for the algorithm. If not, mm -hmm. to write my own with Closure CL or Closure CUDA. That, that's the best, okay. uh, I think, uh, some. Uh, yeah, Ray? Yeah, quick question is, uh, how does, whether, I mean, maybe it's just not possible, but have you thought about how these kind of things could fit into the transducer framework or the transducer model? Uh, well, um, the thing is, I'm not sure uh, whether it's even, uh, it's even, ne even needed. Can you, could you give me an example? What would you do with transducer and a uh, GPU function or a Neanderthal vectorized function or so? Well, let's say you wanted to, you know, put some data into, um, you know, into a, a, a channel or something like that, and then you want to pull it off or, or put something onto a channel, but you want to have the, the results computed on the GPU mm -hmm. uh, or a filter or a map on the GPU before you put it into a channel for further consumption downstream. Mm. Then it's quite nice to have that in a transducer because then you could use it on a on a channel or or on some other you know mm. on, on another type of uh, uh, input. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah, a theory anyway. I'm just yeah. again maybe I'm just uh, in bullshit land here. No, no <laughs> you're not. You're not but uh, I, uh, what would be the shape of that data? Like, what's the size of that data? When you say data, it's well, like 10, 10 numbers or 10 million numbers or 10 billion numbers. Or... Well, I think the idea is that it could be whatever you want. Um, but then this, this MapReduce operation that you're talking about would, would do its work before it goes onto the channel. So, so the idea about, to me anyway, the idea about transducers is that you provide the algorithms, you provide the... Um, the, the functions that do the operations on the data in a way which is orthogonal to the output channel. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, in that way, maybe, but I, I'm also maybe in bullshit land now. <laughs> also. Um, You're so, on a different podcast. Uh, yeah, definitely yeah. In bullshit land. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, point, the point is that may be orthogonal to Neanderthal. The, the point is uh, you would typically... Uh, so maybe 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 uh, maybe now now it's time to to ju just make a, a short break because I think we we got into the quicksand now, uh, not with right, not okay. with the, the yeah. channels, but I I think that our conversation got a bit more stretched into details, so people would be bored. Maybe we could cut out this this <laughs> this first <laughs> half an hour. So maybe we should speed this up. Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> so so uh, the the point the point is. Uh, Let's say uh, we we will get back to this, but maybe maybe we should look at it from from a different perspective. Let's say uh, you're a closure programmer, and I'm a closure programmer, and so you're not statistician. You don't have PhD in in deep learning or whatever. So you you know your programming. Perhaps you have some math courses in college that you forgot, more or less. Maybe you remember you 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 remember some linear you algebra know us very well. <laughs> you remember or or I remember some linear algebra to the extent that there are such things as matrices, but you forgot even to what is eigenvalue or, or such things. Uh, 
<laughs> eigenvector or yeah or or, yeah. or or so you you recognize the stuff but you forgot the details and yeah. so you don't have really idea how how even to use this to any benefit but mm. uh, machine learning is such a popular topic so you recognize that hmm, you would you would love to learn it at least some some methods you you feel that you can solve some problems with it maybe your company uh have been gathering data for the last five years and now mm-hmm. and and hoping then someday they that data will answer some some useful questions but that they just is not coming <laughs> so so all of you are like uh, creating uh, some user groups and trying to learn those machine learning techniques and you start reading blogs looking at demos like trying some software and like you understand what those demos do but you still don't understand how they do this and okay then they they have they, these pictures and they they teach their software to recognize like cows and hot dogs and not hot dogs <laughs> such stuff but now my company has data about visa transactions and uh, like uh, like vegetarian food sales in, in in Amsterdam or so, right? So how can we use this? This is perfect data. So you realize that you need to dig deeper into machine learning theory, let's say. So you browse for books. And then you pick pick some popular textbooks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're you're following me. You're in the same situations, yeah. or or not? Definitely, definitely. We haven't picked the books yet, but <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> go but, for it. Yeah, but but you're you're on the Amazon and trying have, to build a wish list. Oh, yeah, I have. I'm looking right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have so just the, started ISLR now, so you know, yeah. I'm, I'm in I'm in the next step. <laughs> Yeah, so 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 basically, yeah. you recognize that it's important, but you cannot. You still, well, it's an alien land. And when yeah. you when you open these textbooks, you won't find any loops, any functions, any transducers or reducers or Java lists or anything. What you'll find right. there, what you'll find there, is a bunch of uh, mathematical symbols. And most of them are matrix uh, matrix uh, notations. So they will say, okay, you have this vector. And then you multiply this vector with the transposal of that other vector. And you get a matrix. And then you solve this matrix and find some other matrix. And then you plug this matrix into some other computation that we describe only in matrix notation. And only mm. to a bit, we don't get into implementation details. And then magically, this is the solution. So basically, they give you some some uh, nuts and bolts, and they give you the details, but only in on the level of linear algebra. So if you want to implement it, there are two possibilities. Either you understand this this uh, stuff that they, they talk about really perfectly, and you're a, you're a programming wizard and you write your own loops and you basically re-implement this matrix implementation from the scratch from scratch of course in reality you won't get very far with it or you learn some matrix uh, software library that that will at least enable you to do uh, some percentage of, of this stuff directly and the rest you will have to write uh, yourself, or to use a library that some other people wrote. So that's the point. For example, of Neanderthal, yeah. you you would love to yeah. you would love to get into the the area, but all the all the literature is really either geared towards complete theory or mm. applied theory, but applied to the level of matrix computations. So you need to know how to run and use matrix computations, and Neanderthal enables you, like, to recognize when you when you see the the some 
combination of, of matrices in a formula in the book, you will recognize, oh, this is the mod, mod matrix multiplication, and this is uh, linear algebra, like solving uh, the, the system of linear equations. And this is finding eigenvalues, and this is okay. uh, finding eigenvectors. And then these eigenvectors unplug it into this algorithm or so. You will still have to, to write something yourself, yeah. but only some some part of it. And the point is, even those parts that you will have to write yourself, you would need speed. And mm. you will get this speed through closure CUDA and closure CL most of the okay. time. So that's so the point. The, the, um, uh, you also have a statistics library, right? The Bayadera? Or Bay yeah, Bayadera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bayadera. Uh, and if you're uh, curious about the name, why yeah. it's called Bayadera, yeah. some, pe some people in Germany recognize it because they, they, they went to the sea, to the Adriatic Sea. In, in ex-Yugoslavia, there was a cookie, really good cookie, mm -hmm. uh, some nougat cookie called Bayadera. Ah, okay. uh, it's, it's it was Bayesian really a popular, something. popular cookie, which is called Bayadera. Okay. So it was nice, and it also have something similar to bias. So yeah, that's why yeah, it's yeah. So Bayadera is uh, quite interesting uh, to me, and I I think it's quite interesting even to to the wider wider audience because uh, once uh, the just just the the source uh, repository on GitHub without any documentation got into the front page of Hacker News, and it got yeah, yeah. some some hundreds of stars stars even without anything else what's what's good with the biodata uh it's much faster than than state-of-the-art tools so state-of-the-art mm -hmm. is basically stan it's it's a c plus mm -hmm. bayesian inference engine uh that that is uh, that has a, an r uh like front end so basically you will you will write uh some model in 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 Stan's proprietary language and call mm. it from R to do yep. some Bayesian inference for you. Uh, Bayadera enables you to do a similar thing from from Closure, but your computation would run on the GPU, and okay. we will run instead of like let's say five minutes, it will run in three hundred milliseconds. Mm -hmm. And I I translated a year ago. I translated most of the examples from from the best tech textbooks uh, in this area, like doing mm -hmm. Bayesian data analysis, which is really a great resource for for learning Bayesian and probabilistic stuff. It's mm -hmm. written it's it's written by a biologist with real examples, not some hello worldish stuff, but real yeah. examples from real scientific. Like hypothesis testing or so, yeah. So really a great book if if you want to go into into this area. I suppose for most closure programmers it wouldn't be uh, that interesting because they haven't decided to go Bayesian yet. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you want to go into machine learning, uh, it's uh, something you have to learn in statistics and and probabilities and probabilistic way of thinking and um, so you will come to Bayadero sooner or later if you want okay, to you create your own stuff so uh, maybe you could uh, write an algorithm about what the probability of a closure programmer coming to Bayadero is uh, definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> so um, that could be a good example it's an know, easy it's world. an easy problem <laughs> it's an easy problem awesome <laughs> you, you don't need GPU for that probably <laughs> yeah, you don't even need GPU. But uh, the point is, the point is, uh, Bayadera is a good example mm. of how to use Neanderthal and and Closure CL mm. and Closure CUDA. So if you need some, for example, if you want to start and like go some through some tutorials and then wonder, okay, but what? How do I do this exotic? How do I transfer this data? And then how do I call some complicated kernel on mm. the GPU? Uh, yeah. you, you can browse Bayadera source and, and see how I did it for with Bayadera okay. and get some idea how you would do it for your own algorithm. Hmm. So for, for the people who want to get into this GPU stuff, so if I understand correctly, the first uh, point of entry would be the Neanderthal. 
uh, at first. Uh, well, if you want to learn only GPU programming as such, like yeah. low-level GPU yeah. programming, the point of entry would be Closure CL or Closure okay. CUDA. It's a low-level. And yeah. and uh, I I I place uh, a great importance of on on uh, helping people to learn it. Mm. That's why for all these libraries I provide, uh, I usually pick up a textbook, yeah, and I choose some good one, like not really the the simplest one, not really the the like only for PhDs, but I I I, I choose some good textbook that would get you from beginner to intermediate, let's say, mm. yeah. and then uh, I write uh, examples, usually mm. in form form of tests. Mm. So I write the examples of how to use this uh, library, and usually these examples yeah. are translation fr from the book examples. So basically, yeah. for example, if you want to learn Closure CL and mm -hmm. do some GPU computing, uh, you would pick up uh, Closure CL in Action book from Manning. It's really okay. good from Matt Carpino, I think, is the author. It's really great book in in the tradition of all uh, all the Manning books. That yeah. is really good match between uh, getting you started and, and, and giving you really in-action stuff, okay. not only just some hypothetical examples. Mm. Uh, and math gives a good chunk, uh, a, a good batch of examples that gets yeah. you from, from the simplest Hell Worlds ones to some uh, more complex ones. Mm. And um, most of these examples, at least those that make sense with, uh, with Closure CL, are in okay. closure CLs test test uh, folder. So I I haven't written uh, like blog posts with narration. Yeah. But yeah. you can follow the book and look at the examples in closure and see aha, uh -huh, okay, this is how it's done in the book. Okay, can, how can I do this in closure? So you will get the explanation from the book and then you will get the, get the code from the tests. Okay. So what what's your what's your um, future plans for these things? So you have uh, CUDA which is uh, for Nvidia things and you have uh, obviously um, support for AMD um, GPUs as well. So wh where are you taking these libraries to? Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, in the let's say uh, like this uh, the first steps now will will be to to give some more uh, more functionality to Neanderthal. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not. I don't need it immediately, but I need these mm -hmm. are uh, important to show that the libraries is more or less uh, featureful and complete, and that people can rely on uh, rely on it. So I'll mm -hmm. during Ju July and maybe August, mm -hmm. I will implement uh, lots of new data structure for sparse matrices. Like okay. uh, banded matrices, uh, sym symmetrical matrices. Some of it uh, I al already implemented. Uh, haven't checked to the GitHub yet, but it's on my machine. Mm -hmm. uh, I will not probably. I will not uh, put proper sparse matrices. This is from the the next phase. But I will try mm -hmm. to to uh, probably cover what Blast and Lapak covers. Okay. Uh, that's the first uh, part. The next steps would be to. To bring Bayadera to the level that it's that can be used by by uh, let's say average closure programmers, because now uh, I wrote Bayadera uh, with closure CL for and optimize it for the AMD GPUs, yeah. and most people doesn't don't have that. Most mm -hmm. people usually have CUDA yeah. GPUs. Yeah. yeah. So I will probably uh, also write. Uh, Port whatever is there to CUDA mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. I will try to polish it, polish it a bit more. Write yeah. documentation and and start writing some more tutorials. So I I probably try to keep some pace of about maybe one or two tutorials a month. Mm -hmm. Sometimes even three or four. Yeah. But let's say two a month. Yeah. And and try to help uh, closure programmers like um, get up on their feet with this stuff. Yeah. So I, I hope these uh, these um, basic linear algebra stuff I uh, was uh, received quite well. I think mm. it, it has something like twenty thousand readers oh. in in the last month. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
T thanks to thanks to all for getting to the front page of the Hacker News, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but it was received quite well, so I can see that people like recognize that this this is useful useful for for them. So I, I'll I'll probably keep writing those stuff, and I'll yeah. keep like getting. Uh, more functionality to it and i hope that um, because uh, maybe i will introduce more more bugs because i i i recognize <laughs> that mo most people most people are like quiet before because um there are there are many people that use these libraries and when i ask them okay uh, yeah. you're quiet you, you i haven't heard from you uh yeah, because, you, because it's working it? fine uh, does it work <laughs> no it really it's working great so i i will i i'll, I'll probably uh, need to introduce more bugs to, to get people to complain more and and just uh, show that there is activity <laughs> in these or, or maybe yeah. maybe what you can do is is every time they do a matrix computation it's going to post a question to Stack Overflow automatically, and then it answers. You know, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, and, and maybe um, maybe uh, maybe I'll try to 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 convince VJ to try these libraries so so he can complain. Oh, or oh, well, of course, it. you know, you <laughs> ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll I'll start doing that. But by the way, are you going to be at Euro Closure? Uh, excuse me, I have some problems in 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 uh, in oh, sorry. connectivity. Uh, what, are you what, going to be at Euro Closure? Oh, uh, unfortunately not. Oh no! Uh, I mean, uh, okay. my talk wasn't accepted. Yeah. Uh, but fortunately, uh, two talks uh, would have some some to say some some stuff about Neanderthal and Closure CL. So okay. uh, maybe maybe they they pick another talks, and I think it's better because instead of me uh, just saying how <laughs> Neanderthal is great, uh, other people yeah. will. Will say uh, how Neanderthal is great, so yeah. I think it's better for the the visibility and for convincing people to to try to try to use this stuff. Yeah, that's true. So basically, it's not rocket so, science. You can use it. Yeah. If you're a closure developer, you're you are ready to use Neanderthal. So I think we are almost at the end of the, um, uh, almost at one hour. So I think uh, we we can wrap it up. Uh, just to um, I think one one of course we are, we are going to be at Euro Closure. Ray is going to be there, and uh, Ray will be there, and I'll be there as well. And uh, first, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Cognitech because they gave <laughs> us one free ticket to attend. Um, mm -hmm. So thanks to Cognitech uh, guys and and Lynn and uh, Alex Miller, of course. And um, I think now we can roll the credits. And uh, Dragon, thanks a lot for joining us uh, and and giving us uh, the insight into what you're building and and the high performance uh, side of Closure. And um, hopefully we'll meet you at a Euro Closure. You'll be attending there, right? No, no, uh, and not even attending. As, as oh, I man, said, as I said, um, yeah. I don't have a talk, so basically, uh, I don't <laughs> have. I don't, no, I'm, 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 no, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in listening, <laughs> but uh, um, well, my funding can only cover uh, okay. if if fair, I'm fair. Uh, I have a talk. Speaker. So you know okay. how it's in, at university. You have to have a talk to to be able to. <laughs> To, exactly. To to go. <laughs> um, so, unfortunately, I won't be able to to attend. But we'll go there and then spread the word. So. Yeah. Thank you very much. I I I, I can see I I put you to sleep. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not. <laughs> not true. at all. No. I thought it's definitely uh, some challenging stuff, though. I think, like yeah. you say, the uh, the the ability for us to get closure developers onto the kind of um the linear algebra yeah way and, and is is still coming but you know i think you're doing great work in this area you know without this kind of stuff then we've got no chance yeah um because if we just rely upon the jvm libraries or integration with python or r then people won't do interesting things in the closure world mm -hmm. and i think this is the real key important thing that you're bringing here yeah yeah the key thing is that that uh, enable people to create uh, stuff in closure that is not available on other platforms yeah. so basically not to not to just follow what is out there yeah mm -hmm. but to to try to to create some killer app yeah Okay. Yeah, excellent stuff. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's the time to uh, roll the credits. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, thank you for joining us. And um, uh, as I said, we'll we'll try to spread the word around uh, Euro Closure, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll see you again. And uh, 
Uh, I'll certainly give it a try uh, to see what, what I can do, especially have the CUDA thing now, because as you know, on a Mac, I have an NVIDIA stuff. Mm. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try and I'll poke you and maybe I'll be the guy who'll be posting stupid questions on Stack Overflow and... <laughs> yeah, just, just, just uh, <laughs> complain as much as you, uh, as you like. I will try to help exactly. you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I, I, just before you go, are you gonna? We've got links to kind of your uh, your GitHub and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but you said you can recommend some books as well for for people like me who are just getting into this stuff and good beginning material. So maybe I can uh, take a few months over the summer and uh, then come back in the, in the autumn with some questions. Mm. What would you like to learn? Well, I mean, you mentioned you have some uh, some books about uh, about the the machine learning Bayesian stuff. Mm. Okay, so for Bayesian stuff, I would recommend uh, doing Bayesian data analysis second edition by John mm -hmm. Krushke. Uh, also, for for like old school machine learning overview, there are two good books. One is uh, Pattern Recognition and Machine Learning from Christopher Bishop, who is, I think, a researcher at Microsoft now or something like that. Mm -hmm. He's also a professor in USA. And there is also by, uh, I think, Kevin Murphy, uh, Probabilistic Machine Learning by mm -hmm. MIT Press. These are three books that are like, covers you with data analysis and also machine learning stuff. But before that, uh, I would definitely recommend uh, some linear algebra refreshment and i recommended yeah. uh, this book uh, called uh, i think uh, huh, i think uh, linear algebra something something you have it on my blog <laughs> because uh, it was it was a really good choice because uh, the 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 inter, um, the most important stuff when you pick a linear algebra book is to pick one for engineers not mm, one yeah. from ma for mathematicians right yes so this one is for engineers, and it was like one dollar uh, on second hand on Amazon. But wow. when I recommended it, now it's like forty dollars or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you so can choose can, another can, one. Can you recommend? Uh, a, can you recommend a cryptocurrency as well? But mm, we, we'll, no, we'll I, hold this back before we uh, before, yeah. before we release this program. No, we'll hold. No. Just tell, tell us. Is it Ethereum? Come on, tell us. <laughs> no, I, 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 uh, I can recommend you, but but uh, I'm not a believer in cryptocurrencies, and I don't know anything about that. So yeah, I think sorry. I think what right, okay. what he's going to recommend is Dragon Coins. I I recommend Dog Coin. <laughs> Dog right, Coins, okay. yeah, right. <laughs> I thought you were going to come up with your own <laughs> cryptocurrency. You know that is going to be mined by Neanderthals secretly. Every time somebody uses the library, you get a coin. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> like like uh, veg, That's... like veg veg uh, <laughs> cryptocurrency. Exactly. Yeah, we call it veg coin. Yeah. Veg coin. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not anyway. only coin. It's like a veg veg uh, eater or something like that for. For some okay. some uh, like uh, buzzwordy computation on the internet, Maybe we like, call it ve yeah vegium. Vegium, vegium. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so on that bombshell, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 instead 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 of Satoshi Nakamoto, you will get Ray and Vijay. Exactly, oh, and then we keep getting the we'll have, to go into we'll have to go into hiding pretty quickly. <laughs> we we have we have practically retired because of this podcast, by the way. So you know, <laughs> that, that we can't do anything else. That's what I mean. It's not that we can retire. <laughs> yeah, well, just just mention uh, like globalization, Trump, Putin, and and uh, usual usual buzzwords, and I think uh, like. Uh, Listener, <laughs> listeners will skyrocket. Like all the audience will like be in millions. I, I don't think people are appreciating that much. But anyway, uh, so uh, that I think that's pretty much it for this week. And um, all right, cool. Hopefully, uh, we will release this before the, uh, you'll be. I, I don't know the people who are listening to this one. Um, most probably, you folks will be listening it uh, before your closure. And uh, we will be there at Euroclosure with some Defen stickers and um, Ray and I will be there as well. So please stop by and say hi. And um, if you want to uh, if you want to punch us, uh, please punch Ray. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to be doing a little, hopefully a little uh, unsession there as well yeah. uh, with uh, functional programming jokes. Yeah. But uh, I've got to get a bit of uh, love on the GitHub page, so I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. So, yeah, so the more on, reasons to come on Punch Ray. So yeah. please, please. Uh, reasons. Yeah, <laughs> please and, join and, us and, uh, Ray, please uh, tell at least one joke about Neanderthals. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so evolution request. of programming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> special request. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. So that's it for the show. And let's uh, roll the credits. Um, the uh, first of all, uh, I would like to thank uh, Dragon again. Thank you for joining the show and taking the time on a Sunday evening, uh, spending time with us, and and also going outside and then buying a headphone, especially for the podcast. So yes, <laughs> that's that's a lot of commitment. That's a first, exactly. And um, uh, our sound engineer, who is fixing all our uh, all our voices, Mr. Walter uh, Dullert. I, I I don't know if I don't pronounce it properly. He said he's going to replace it with uh, proper pronunciation. And um, our um, music um, is is done by Pizzeri. So uh, please uh, go and listen to those music. Uh, the the music tracks on on SoundCloud. The links will be in our um, uh, doobly doo thingy or the show notes <laughs> somewhere uh, at deafen.audio. So that's it from us uh, for this week. Uh, Ray, any closing thoughts? Uh, no, I think it was well, just really good. Thanks again, uh, Dragon. Um, it was really an amazing little dive, even though it was in warm waters into <laughs> the uh, the pool of uh, linear algebra and matrix maths and all this kind of stuff. So, thanks again for doing all the good work, and hopefully we can um, bring a few more people into the library because of this podcast. And uh, I'll definitely try and make a few jokes about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks very much. Yeah. Thanks for bye calling bye. me and inviting me. Bye-bye. Bye. How, how do you stop this? There's a red button. <laughs>